Welcome to Probing Ancient Aliens. Science and sci-fi obsessed nerds Steve and Joey are exploring each episode of everyone's favorite show about ancient astronaut theory, as well as the lovable quirky researchers that evangelize it. Today we're probing into Season 3, Episode 9, Aliens and Deadly Weapons. Whee! Thought for sure you do some ray gun sounds since that's pretty much all. Pew, pew, that's, pew. What, that's what this was. Pew, pew. Some of that it's our music. It's a deadly alien weapon. It's a rough one. <laughs> <laughs> and not everyone can take. Sorry, my fingers are moving slowly today. Hey. <laughs> okay. All right. Ooh, ooh. Ooh, ha, ha. Coming in hot. It's a nice skill to have, though. Finger control. Yes. <laughs> slowly but yeah. surely. And you might, they might shake a little way. bit, but yeah. it might be good for whoever's on the other end. Yeah. Yeah. Because then they start shaking. <laughs> yeah. And that that broken knuckle of mine, pleaser for everyone. <laughs> do you have a broken knuckle? Crud, crud pleaser. Uh, I do. Look, I can't bend a my finger. Pleaser. I can't bend my finger all the way. Oh wow! Whoa! Jammed it up and broke them. Oh weird. So now it's all nubbled. Huh. Oh, you can do a weird thing with your ring finger there. Yeah, mold my all three. I can do the top. Ugh. It's gross <laughs> looking. And then this <laughs> with my pinky. Oh yeah, Great like pop and looking. <laughs> Look at my hands and fingers. Yeah, right, make sure to uh, have Joey post that up there. Yeah. Uh, it'll be quite nice. Yes. Probing at you, posted their first story. Yeah. Just press play with us and watch yeah. the story at the same time, <laughs> and you'll sink right up. Do you want to see more of Joey's knuckle? Yes or no? <laughs> <laughs> Please, God, no. Uh, yeah, that leads us to we might do a Twitch. We might do some video oh. content. <laughs> If anyone's interested in following along while we record live, yeah. give us a shout-out. Yeah. Something we've been talking about, how yeah. to take this to the next level. See just how gross and ugly we yeah. are. <laughs> Look at my fucked up, ap- not yeah. apartment, it's actually a I house. But, I just said uh, that last night talking about you. I was like, oh, yeah, over at Steve's apartment. I mean, yeah, house. Yeah, surprisingly. Yeah. Anyway, um, I, I rent, I don't buy, so. Yeah. <laughs> Similar but different. Yeah. Um, yeah, how's it yeah. going, Steve? It's good. Yeah. It's Monday. Mm-hmm. You know. Monday, the usual boot season, yeah. baby. <laughs> For all you boot season fans out there. Yeah. And Has- Popeye fans. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag boots and aliens. Yeah. <laughs> They're made for flying. Or uh, boot some aliens. Yeah. Just right like the there. president at Independence Day, huh? We yeah. Gotta boot them out of this world. This is our country and world. <laughs> Classic Bill <laughs> Pullman yeah. speech. Yeah. Hey. Hey. Shut hey, up. you. Shut up over there. This is our country and world. Okay, bye. All right. <laughs> Today like the mic. <laughs> is July. Go. Today <laughs> is my favorite barbecue. Yeah, my <laughs> birthday, if you will, because I'm the president. Bill Pullman's still alive. Bill Paxton died. Bill right? Paxton yeah. has passed. Passed him. Yeah. That sucks. Well, <laughs> come on. He was in Aliens. He was also in the movie. Aliens, yeah, yeah. Which... So. I don't know. I watched that with my fiance, uh, yeah, a couple weeks ago, and I don't know if I'd ever seen it all the way through. I would not like on TBS yeah. or something, and so it was the first time we just watched it on HBO. Mm-hmm, now mm-hmm. I was like, oh, this is really good too. Yeah, but. I can't remember. I remember when Alien Three came out, was and we watched that, and that sucked. <laughs> oh, it probably sucks now. As a oh, kid, yeah. that freaked me the oh, fuck yeah, yeah, out. Yeah. Like I was like up yeah. all night when I saw that thing. Just right. like that whole weekend, I was just. Scared because you're classically af- you're not really afraid of any other movie monster than aliens, right? Yeah, because aliens could be real. Yeah. I mean, they're gonna they're gonna exactly. show up. Yeah. Um, 
another movie that surprisingly scared me at least the first night, Uh-oh. and I always felt weird that I got freaked out by yeah. was Jurassic Park. I was going to say Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 3. Yeah. <laughs> Journey Samurai. to Japan or whatever yeah. it was called. Uh, <laughs> Secret of the Samurai. Yeah. I don't know. It, but it's the one it yeah, where they go to ancient They, they get that lantern Japan. that's a time travel device yeah. and takes them back. And that, all the toys, then they had the yep. samurai armor. Oh, yeah. Which leads us to oh, boy. Samurai Sword. Oh, wait. you uh, So real quick, on <laughs> Alien no, I'm 3. Not, I'm just joking. Yeah. Aliens 3 or Alien 3. I yeah, forgot. I mean, I think I saw it in the theater alien, or something aliens. weird. And then Alien 3. Because it's it a back three. to one alien okay, again. Okay. It's the one straggler alien that, on, the, on the escape pod. So, like, right. Alien 3 sucks for a lot of reasons. A, it fucking sucks because the prison it, one. it totally defeats everything that Ripley worked for in Alien 2. Right. The fucking little girl, dead. Eaten. Yeah, like, you know, like, or, yeah. or her, her... They didn't make it in her, the uh, Her stasis chamber fucking what cracked by the little um, face hugger that was trapped in the skate pod with right, them. Right. Uh, all the other fuckers dead, like, from the face hugger or whatever, right, or right. the fire that happened in there. Only Ripley, Ripley alive. Yeah. And then they go to... It's She'll so rip you alive. Yeah. They they introduce so much weird lore that doesn't need to be yeah. there in the in the universe. So like they go to a prison colony planet, yeah, full of what they call double Y chromosome men. Oh yeah. So not that they would be insanely retarded and fucked up. They're just super masculine, and they're all pedophiles, rapists, and murderers. Right, right. Because they were double Y chromosome, like they're double Ys or whatever, yeah. and they they have become religious in their time there like they closed like, like, like monks they kind of became yeah they, and they, like like they wanted like a few of the like 25 of the guys they shut the prison down but a bunch of them wanted to stay because this was their home now yeah and where they found salvation with this like african-american actor that's been in a bunch of stuff but like uh, i think he was on living single or something but uh been in a lot of stuff kind of like the poor man's forest whitaker mm-hmm. um but uh and yeah and the whole then movie becomes about uh it, w- it was interesting though because Sigourney Weaver wakes up, deals with like, and I know she could do it, but whoever wrote the movie, or it was the guy that wrote Seven and some other stuff, yeah, okay. who's wrote some really shitty stuff, and Seven was kind of the only thing he, good he wrote. Yeah. But, uh, he, uh, and Fight Club, I think, too, actually. But, uh, but like, then he wrote some real stuff. Wrote stinkers. the script? Yeah. Because someone wrote or direct, the book. I'm sorry, directed. Okay, sorry, I was going to say, because so, Fight Club was on a book. Yeah, yeah, know. sorry. Um, but uh, so she falls in love with this doctor who was like a, just the med guy there. Yeah. And he's the guy that plays uh, the old the old Lannister from Game of Thrones, like the king that's around for the first four or five seasons. Right. And uh, But he's all young and playing a nice guy, which is really weird. But yeah. anyway, he gets fucking corpsed. Like, he's like he's like the beginning of Act 2, like, right. oh, fuck, the alien's back. And then and they, they fucking have to trap the alien. Like, the, the whole last act of the movie is shitty POV shots of the alien because they have this plan to yeah. trap it in this big it's molten, in the molten silver thing like the, like the, or molten lead and that's the only way yeah. they'll kill it. Right. And then, of course, Ripley sacrifices herself to pull it into the molten lead or whatever, too, and that's how she dies. And then Alien they 4 is Alien yeah, Resurrection. Erection. Where they, they resurrect her and also, with her own DNA, resurrect a hybrid xenomorph or make On a hybrid xenomorph. Purpose? Yes. Yeah. And so it's kind of human, and the, and the alien thinks it's oh, her right, mother right, and thinks it's yeah. its mother and shit. So but then the, the the kill at the end of that one's bad because, like, it's super gross. There's a little pin po- like a pinpoint hole, a uh, pinprick hole in the air, air locker in a window. Oh, it just sucks it out. And it sucks the alien, like, child back through its back, just sucks right, it all right. out from its... Ugh, it's disgusting, but... Um, anyway, it, it was really bad too, like, yeah. but yeah. Um, anyway, <laughs> there's your recap. Of Great the job. Three. But I couldn't believe how shitty it was. It was, it was so, 
not up to the same quality of the first two movies, which I know yeah. that's like a 25-year-old opinion at this point, but there you have it. Anyways. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Old Man Joe strikes oh, again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking childish yeah. Gambino. Yeah. Get out of here. <laughs> alien. Yeah. I don't know. No music's good as the music I like when I liked music. Yeah. <laughs> With that gourd music yeah. you like. <laughs> Smashing, um, crushing gourds. Yeah. <laughs> Smashing or uh, crushing squashes. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So our first segment on season three, episode nine, Aliens and Deadly Weapons, which I feel like this episode already existed because there was uh, aliens and fucking deadly destruction or something like that. It's always, again, I think we've gotten to a point this whole season is just like weird shit. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Like, it's like death. It's like very, yeah. like, it's more specific to- yeah. topics, but then they all just turn out to be the same because it's like yeah. how they saved us, how they fucked us, how they mass right. destroyed us, how they. <laughs> Aliens <laughs> and how they fucked us. Yeah. Here is the butt stuff. Right. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's kind of a season of lofty ambitions to be more specific and go deeper into things. Right. But then, but then it doesn't pay off out. very yeah. well, you know? But it's uh, like they'd be good 15 minute YouTube clips or something. Right. Well, on this. <laughs> This episode tries to knock it out of the park. Oh god! <laughs> Steve just took a oh, a sommelier's sniff of his own sock. <laughs> I'm just trying to freak Joey out. Yeah, see, uh, this is the kind of con- <laughs> yeah, yeah. See this on video. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, we start off very lofty in the beginning with Earth. 4.5 billion years ago. <laughs> and uh, we're really talking about the advent of, or not the advent of fire, but like humans harnessing of fire for the first yeah, time. Yeah, because they call that even technology. Right. Like, right. Th- this this episode is very, very basic technology if we're going to argue. I'm just a basic man. <laughs> Uh, Enough with the fucking keyboard. (laughs) God, it slows down every segment. Sorry. (laughs) Eat my dick. Anyways, it's all like very primitive things that I think we all agreed that man could have invented. Or not the invent fire, but (laughs) discover. Very easily. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So we start off with a a guy. It's the first appearance. I don't know. I do remember his face, so may, I think he's on sporadically, though. He's not a regular, but yeah. his name is David Southwell. He's British, so maybe it's Southall or something. Uh, he's Mr. Southall. <laughs> yeah, he is a doofy British man. He is the author of a book called Secrets and Lies, and he says he has, like, classic cartoon British guy teeth, too, that are, yeah, the big like, chompers. in front of <laughs> the big chompers. <laughs> yeah. Big old chomper. Oh, Superintendent Chompers. Yeah. Uh, the Simpsons. Actually, uh, quite, yes. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, and he says... <laughs> I was dying laughing at the beginning. He goes, now mankind achieving the ability to manipulate fire is perhaps the most historical event to ever happen. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm like, that even mean? that's not a qualifier or quantifier yeah, yeah. for how important fire was. It yeah. just says it was a the most historical, historical. Yeah. event. He doesn't say like the most important event yeah. in history. Like he just yeah. said, it just was a such a dumb point sentence. in man's history yeah. or something. Yeah. It, <laughs> Nope. Oh, no, that, that event was super historical, dude. Dude, dude. <laughs> have you seen the history on this one? Right. Fucking yeah. sick. The most historical. Yeah, I'm just like, okay. <laughs> and you don't even know where that happened. There's no right. point that we can no. and point at and say that's it. Right. And, there's, and there are, like, records of fires and things like that. Again, we keep, we've talked about it before, but they keep pushing back. Like, 10, 15 years ago, they thought that the earliest, like, modern humans were was only about 40,000 years ago like having tribes and having fires yeah. and hunting gathering and all that stuff and then uh 
that the now it, then it was like a few years ago it was like 120,000 yeah. years now it's like 240,000 yeah, years yeah, ago yeah, so yeah. it's way far back um and uh you lost your Wi-Fi connection. Oh shit. Gosh, I don't really need it actually. Um but anyway, yeah, it's like so hold, I'm getting ahead of myself okay. here. We get a Coppins call to support this uh afterwards and Coppins comes on and says I and I I've I've did never notice the pattern before, but mm, everything mm. was his. When we consider or when we think about the question of something, like it's always like that. So he goes, yeah. he goes. When we think of fire, we think of our ancestors rubbing sticks together. But every culture states that fire is a gift from the gods, and <laughs> and I'm like, in a stone age society, literally the age yeah. is is titled has the titular stone yeah. in it, concretia. Everything, yeah. <laughs> Everything was sharpened stones. The re- how yeah. they made tools was it was because of stone tools. Yeah. Stone on stone action, my right. friend. And when you have some hardcore stone on stone action all yeah. day, every day, you make sparks constantly. Yeah. And some friction. It is so unbelievably dumb to assume that the only way a fucking caveman was bashing stones together all for hours at a yeah. time. Yeah. He was over some fucking dry leaves and it caught flame. Yeah. Like it's, it's sadly, I guess for people that want everything to be amazing and magical, it's sadly just as simple as that. Yeah. Yeah. So, because the whole rest of this segment and episode is that only the alien gods could have given people fire. Yeah. It just doesn't make sense. (laughs) Fire happens naturally in so many places that even if it wasn't the dudes grinding up stone there, there's enough happening that. It would just occur. Right. I, w- I, o- I would understand primitive people not understanding a lightning bolt catching a tree yeah. on fire and how fucking magical and from right, the sky, right. from the gods, that must have been. Yeah. That's, but that's oh, not what they're and saying. And that's what it, lo- it looks like a gift from the gods. Right. It's like it's coming from yeah. the sky. It's like, and exploding, whoa, and it's whoa, just whoa, I'm a caveman. Whoa, wow. man. Jeez. Well, well, that's so cool. Holy Jesus <laughs> Christ. Tom, who the fuck is that? I don't know. I think he's coming soon, though. Yeah. Way before. I think think we got like 100,000 years before that. Yeah. You know what? We can just jerk each other off free of sin before then. Yeah. The gods just taught us how to jerk each other off because we couldn't. I mean, literally, it's about that simple. Like, with how much they were uh, flaking stones and making spearheads and arrows and knives and things like that, it would have happened constantly. Discovered flint rock. Fuck. Yeah. Yeah, Like, I mean, like. Any movie, and they're actually using real rocks and stuff in a movie, yeah. or you've done it. We did this in fucking sixth grade camp. Yeah. And sure, it's not like there's certain rocks that don't always work because there's not any metal deposits or anything right, in right. them, but most most rocks do. So yeah. uh, anyway. That's when your teacher had you come in and rub his stick. Yeah, yeah. showed you how to do fire. He put, yeah, he like put this like rubber band around it, and then like he gave me a Slim Jim. Yes, it was weird. Jerry. And he said play it like a, like a cello, like a stand-up, yeah. like a big bass, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that was, I don't know. Yeah. I mean... He made me eat it afterwards, too, which I thought was nice because the food kind of sucked there. But. Come on in. <laughs> Come in at my room. Oh, okay. Hey. Hey, yeah. Counselor James. Hey. Uh, I'm going to show you something here real quick. Okay. Uh, I love I love all the learning at the camp so far. It's really cool. Yeah. You're you're going to learn some more stuff here. Okay. And I'm going to just sit back and relax. Okay. I'm going to walk you through this. Okay. I'm going to keep the lights off. Is this like a like a like like an Indian like meditation thing or something? Yeah, it's, uh, you know, it's my room, and it's like that, but... Um, I've got my little cotton uh, underwears on. Oh. And now you're just going to... Oh, um, they're like panties. That's interesting. Yeah. yeah. And you're just going to come in here and uh, just place your hands on this rod here. <laughs> okay. Now take this rubber band uh-huh. and pull it as hard as you can. Okay. You're going to get fired. You're just going to keep rubbing. Okay. You're going to keep rubbing. 
Oh, it's weird. Yeah, ooh, those are soft. Hands. It's kind of getting easier because the rubber band is like getting more taut as yeah, uh, yeah that's as how this tri- rod grows. That's yeah. how you know it's working. Yeah. Uh, ooh, ooh, now the fires. Now it's getting hot and burning. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Ooh, we might need to put out this fire. Go faster. Oh boy. You're gonna have to go faster. Oh, put geez. the fire. Out. Oh boy. Okay. Faster. Faster. <laughs> the slim jim's yep, starting to break yep. up. Uh, oh. Okay. Oh boy. Okay. Oh boy. Okay. It's just a little okay. bit left. Let's oh. put the fire out. Okay. Put the fire out. Okay. Okay. Put the fire out. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Whoa, whoa, ho! Oh, oh, oh God, oh. oh God! That's called nature's safety. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Okay, whoa! See that moisture? Whoa. Yeah, it's kind of sticky. Yeah, it's like a, a, yeah. a, a, a fire extinguisher. It's going to stick on there. It's going to put any flame out. Oh, it tastes like bleach, kind of. Yep. Yeah, because that's fires retarded. Oh, I see. <laughs> yeah, interesting. Uh, huh. So, just a little secret of the pros. Okay, you can hmm. start a fire. And you can also put one out by Interesting. extra rubbing. Huh. Thanks, Counselor James. This is really cool. You're welcome. Yeah. Can I show the other campers tomorrow? You can do whatever you want. Okay. <laughs> uh, Sorry, sound effect. <laughs> I was swimming in my own. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, where were we? Uh <laughs> Uh, <laughs> oh boy, that was a solid improv. Yeah, uh, oh memory. Great. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. So the ancient astronaut theorists, of course, think that these fire gifting stories from the gods are 100 percent true, mm-hmm. and there's no way we could have gone from. And Sukes comes on, and he's just like, he goes, "We go from attaching sharp stones to the end of sticks." And then all of a sudden, we have actual swords. Yeah. And I'm like, tens of thousands of years, bro. Every, tens of thousands. Everything with the souk dog Fuck. is overnight yeah. and all of a sudden. Even even if you were to, to take the lowest end and say, maybe our knowledge is still, we only had evidence of about 40,000-ish years ago of yeah. Stone Age starting or ending, whatever the fuck it was. Uh, that would have been 30 thousand years before we have yeah. evidence of the first sword. Oh, well, uh, 28. The first evidence is like 12th century yeah. B.C. Yeah. Is, is and the just first FYI, everyone, Joey is a true swordsman. Yeah. He's studied multiple sword uh, learnings, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, trainings and disciplines. Right. So Yeah, so I took, I, I did take uh, some Kenjutsu stuff, which was like, oh, like back in the day, I was like, I only thought you could do, I would have loved to like do, Fucking like, how do you fight like a medieval knight guy? Right. You know, how how did the Europeans fight with stuff? But I know I thought nobody taught that, yeah. and so I then looked after. Just smash them up, right? Everyone's obsessed with uh, Asian swords. I'm like, oh, there must be like katana classes. At least that's something similar. Took that, nice people, but there was a lot of just kind of like Bullshit. forms and how to draw your and all that stuff, and that's fine. But uh, but anyway, I had I had a lot of experience for about three months before I quit with. Uh, these were all totally historically accurately made katanas from Japan. They were expensive as shit. Um, and when I'll get to that, I'm just introducing that. No, a yeah, bit now. I'm just saying. And just then, and then yeah. yeah, and then since for then, everyone who, yeah. I've been a, I've been a part of a group called the Association for Renaissance Martial Arts for a long time, aka Arma. Yeah, yeah. So check it out online, thearma.org. Um, and uh, Arma does not. Uh, share the opinions expressed on the <laughs> podcast and all that stuff um but uh but that that was the group that i finally found that was like wanted to do the real shit like historical medieval yeah. renaissance fighting with swords and spears and daggers and grappling and all that stuff yeah, so yeah. uh just for some context on that um and uh so anyway uh there was a lot of problems i had with this yeah. these two segments kind of because they really pretty much do two segments about swords yeah, yeah um yeah. and so anyway uh the first metallic swords are 
around 3300 BC, according to the show, which is not right. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, a lot of their time is not that correct. But whatever, right. it's not so that. When, it's, when's the first swords in it? So like they they were as early as like 12th century BC that we found of any sort of metallic sword. Okay. Um, that wasn't specifically a knife or something. Right, right. So, um, and again, for some context, the the Bronze Age happened because, and they say it here, like. The softer metals, copper and bronze, you didn't have to heat them nearly as hot. So their mm-hmm. fire technology wasn't as good. And so right. they couldn't get shit as hot or whatever. So they banged these swords out of copper and iron. They were softer. Um, but they really weren't meant to be uh, deflecting or engaging with the other swords. It was right. all about shield Hunting and sword combat. Right. Your shield was for defense. Your sword was for stabbing or cutting or whatever. Right. Um, and because these these were also, once you forged a bronze uh, copper or even an iron sword that's not steel, uh, they would be like hard iron. Yeah. Um, so I got a hard iron. Yeah. <laughs> uh, those are all very brittle, and when you engage with other weapons, they would usually crack and break and fuck yeah. up. Um, so anyway, uh, they say it's 3300 BC on this. It's it's not. It's fine. But that's around when we say the Bronze Age started because you yeah. have like uh, Egyptians and ancient like early Ro- early Greeks and stuff like that making bronze uh, weapon gladius right. style, like big stabbing, like just just like thick stabbing swords, you know? yeah, 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 thick, Ooh, juicy, yeah. veiny, hey. stabby swords, yeah, um, bleach producing, <laughs> <laughs> kind of smells like they smell like Slim Jims sometimes, yeah. you know, yeah. it's interesting. Um, but uh, anyway, uh, from a hundred, let's let's say it's 40,000 yeah. to 3300 BC, that's still tens of thousands of years that apparently humans couldn't, right, do without, fu- you know, and that's, that's overnight, bro, right? It's overnight, right? So uh, and that is Sook's, like, at least these early seasons, his favorite fucking point. Other than yeah. these old uh, gods and goddess statues look like astronauts, like right. spacesuits. Yeah. Things are literal and everything's right. overnight. Right. Um, and uh, and that's, I think, just an easy point for him because then he's yeah. like, see, the aliens came because they couldn't have learned it this fast. And everyone knows in history and evolution it takes so much time. But right. yeah. the fact that it happened overnight right. means it had to be something else, even though it's not exactly right. overnight. And he's using... He's, you know, he's using the points he wants that he knows about science yeah. to try to prove. Yeah, just selectively. Right. Or disprove itself, too, which is interesting. Right. But anyway. Um, so uh, Michael Denon, the Ph.D. from UCI, comes on yep. and pretty much says what I just says. Um, you have he to says have, what I says. What I just says. Very hot fires to work at. Um, speaking of hot fires... I got a rock a hot fiery shit right you now. Gotta, so can we take a little you break? You got a big shoot. Yeah. Uh, it's, what do we say? A poopalox? Yeah. It's Poop- rampant, Poop-a-lokes. cramping, and dampen my boxers. So we'll be right back. Oh, three pounds lighter. Now, what you have to do, Joey, is you take a shit by just pulling your pants down and letting your asshole open. What? <laughs> then Thank you. I will come in. Oh. <laughs> And I will get that greasy brown, oh. and I will rub it all over my flesh, because that's what I need to keep this tan <laughs> up. <laughs> then I will stimulate your prostate, oh. <laughs> and right. then I will get you <laughs> to good. give me that creamy load. Mm. So then I can have my spiky hair, you idiot. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone knows you don't pee a little poop. Right. <laughs> I would be stupid to think that. I don't call my hair care product brand the spruce moose for nothing no that has it nothing is to do with brown the thick shit, shit. <laughs> <laughs> the thick shit yeah. welcome to the thick shit Sucalo's brand thick shit <laughs> coming in like yeah. a dick i don't know <laughs> 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 yeah. Yeah. the shit, shit comes out of the dick right <laughs> uh anyway yeah so 
we were talking a little bit about metallurgy here, which is a lot of this episode, uh, Michael Denon. Then we get this fucking guy, uh, Raphael Koch, who is simply described on screen as an Asian sword expert. <laughs> yeah. Um, from some shithole. Sorry. From sh- yeah, he's from some, middle, some Midwestern. Middle, yeah. Yeah. Sorry to anyone out there listening. Right. To <laughs> some <that>. shithole <laughs> in the Midwest. Oh, you coastal elitist, son. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm blue sorry. collar sucks. <laughs> uh, but uh, no, so this guy's on. He is, you know, without trying to be a, like a total asshole, like he's not, it does not say that he is like curator of the Asian sword collection right. or Asian military, like whatever, at this museum. Yeah. He just says Asian sword just expert. The guy into it. He's in a fucking room with a bunch of fucking prop katanas and samurai mm-hmm. helmets and stuff. Guys in America, white guys in America like this are a dime a fucking dozen. Yeah. They're the creepiest ones who only are into weird young Asian women. Yes. And all of their cultures because he thinks they're subservient. And yes, I'm a big fucking, like, you know, medieval renaissance fucking fighting nerd, but... Like these Ain't are no the creep like this these guy. are these are the guys uh, these yeah you heard on this show I'm not a creep okay uh, these are the guys that perpetuate the fucking like myth that katanas that the, the, the Asian the Japanese mm, katana yeah. is the strongest fucking most insane spiritually charged whatever, whatever sword yeah. in the world um, and it really is just you know and when when I was a kid I was into the same shit like you get into anime and stuff because yeah. everything's so exotic about Japanese culture. But some people grow out of it and some people don't. Yeah. Um, there's Like every culture, there's good parts and, and yeah. bad parts of it. But anyway, swords were not um, – uh, their swords were not these mythically indestructible things. Yeah. Again, here, here's a little uh, uh, firsthand account for you. Um, in this uh, Kenjutsu dojo that I went to for a while, I think I was 19 or 20 – uh, they were doing. <laughs> they they got the um the actual like the the official Japanese guy uh, from Japan that's responsible for these one or two uh, styles because everything with Asian arts is about styles. Um, and uh, he flew out. He was the guy that taught the the teacher who uh, was American guy, super nice guy. Um, taught him everything and got him like whatever certified or whatever in the official art. And they were doing. Uh, I couldn't do it yet because I was, you know, too new and I couldn't yeah. touch a sharp you sword. Gansu, right? <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't touch a sharp sword or whatever. Yeah. And so uh, we were. Um, and believe me, I, I touched the sharp swords, but they also <laughs> had blunted swords, yeah. which they are historically trained with yeah. too, just like the Europeans. And you so, touched the rounded sword, right? <laughs> and I touched the flesh, the pork sword, sword. yeah, <laughs> the katsu sword, yeah. the meated sword. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and so they were doing, uh, like, testing for – he was out here to observe and rank some of the students. And it was, like, a yeah. private thing of 10 students. So they pulled out the fucking typical tatami mats rolled up because they're supposed to uh, – Nothing, nothing wrong with a tatami mat because they're supposed to mm. mimic the density of human bone, which right. is what you want to cut through, I guess. So, um, And if your form with a katana was not perfect mm-hmm. – uh, and there was a couple guys that were, like, four or $5,000 made in Japan by – a Japanese swordsmith that it's fucking mm. had been family doing for 200 years or whatever. Yeah. Uh, if you did not cut perfectly, uh, the sword would bend uh, mm. at various points, not flex and spring back like European swords. Yeah. With, because they had superior iron and steel. Permanently. They permanently bent or not permanent, but like but you're the, fucked. But the guy, the dude, the old dude was there. They, and I can't remember what the name of it was, but he literally had a little set of wooden tools specifically meant to bend yeah. back his yeah. students' katanas into place. So they didn't snap. Like, they were flexible enough yeah. they didn't snap, but they would just go bleh, and they would stay there. So um, 
he was constantly it was like this little little block and it had mm-hmm. these little it looked like a little like uh, cheese maze like a rat like maze or tinker. something yeah. and he put these little um, handles these little kind of C shaped handles and he would take put the blade through the center and he'd go and he'd like bend it back straight mm-hmm. hand the sword back there's a little ritual and you go cut again or whatever yeah. so uh, and then you can look at any even these shitty shows like. Uh, uh, there was that versus show where it was like ninjas versus yeah. samurai, uh, and a yeah. knight versus a gladiator, like all that stuff. Um, but uh, it's not Forged in Fire, but it's the same company. It's Spike was TV it real still. people or was it animated? It like, was real people. Okay. But a lot of the people they had on there were like these pseudo experts right. or they had shittily made stuff. So right. anyway, even on that episode, European longsword just fucking cleaves through a historically accurate katana. Right. Because the, the Europeans called like – so here's, here's the facts. The iron quality <laughs> – you thought about making a sound effect. But, uh, the iron quality in Japan just isn't yeah. naturally as, A, plentiful or, B, as uh, uh, pure, pure yeah. right? It had a lot more impurities and stuff. Um, and, uh, and, of course, they made steel too, but – uh, which really making steel literally is just adding some charcoal dust to it, mm-hmm. um, because and then and then tempering it and quenching it as opposed to just they call it work work yeah. forging where you just bang it into place basically. Um, but the the quenching it makes the 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 Hardened metal up. very hard and brittle. The tempering it uh, is what softens it and makes it flexible and spring. Mm-hmm. So uh, this whole myth that a lot of people have heard about and they they mention it on the show. If that oh a katana had to be fold the steel had to be folded a thousand times which right. it's it's it, you could argue it's a thousand because as you keep folding it's like folding a piece Each of paper little, yeah. it exponentially grows regardless the amount of times they it doesn't mean it got stacked tall it wasn't a big giant piece of sheet metal they fucking folded a billion right, times right. you just kept smashing it into place folding again smashing it whatever yeah. you can you can fucking fold a piece of metal infinitely if you want yeah. so. Uh, until you're hammering it down to nothing, I guess. But they had to fold it more because the folding process removes the impurities that can cause little fra- um, uh, fractures. Like, or, yeah, it, it yeah. doesn't it doesn't create a smooth piece of metal. It has mm-hmm. little rocks or little impurities that will cause it to crack later yeah. on. So because their iron wasn't as good a quality, they had to forge it better, which there's an art into that. I'm not saying that they made shitty weapons, no. but this myth that they were superior is it just took not a true. Lot, it, it took a lot of effort because it was shitty material, exactly. not because they were crazy good and doing something extra special. Exactly. Perfectly yeah. put. So, um, And in fact, the Europeans called the iron that they – when they invaded Japan, they called it pig iron. They mm-hmm. were like, oh, this is the shit that we make like pig fences out of and uh, stuff like yeah, that. Yeah. So um, anyway – it's not like a racist thing. It's just the yeah. way it was, you know. Yeah. And and in fact, what people don't, what what Asian sword experts and, and listen and, up, people, <laughs> wake the fuck up, people, son. <laughs> <laughs> Arigato nozaimasu. Okay, uh, so horny yeah. am I. Oh, you know that Wilcock is probably oh, a huge anime yeah. head and whatever. Oh, too. Yeah. Well, he's fun. got a big head, yeah. just in general, but <laughs> anime head. head, yes. Oh, he's <laughs> got that uh, Akira head, you know, yeah. Yeah. Tetsuo style. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> which bad impression, but arguably every every yeah, fucking everything. anime has yeah. a moment yeah. like ah. that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so uh, anyway, um, oh fuck! With I the big head swords, pig metal, pig metal. shitty metal. <laughs> oh, sorry. What they don't like to tell you is that metal. when um, one of the, when the emperors would see the Europeans coming in their plate armor. Mm. Um, even if it was later on, like seventeen hundred, it was just like maybe a chest cuirass. They were still using metal armor or small plates of metal in there, not full yeah. plate armor. And the emperor was like, saw their shit and was like, "I want that shit." Yeah. You know, so 
uh, because he knew that it was it was they were mowing them the better, fuck down. Yeah. Like they knew it was you know so. Um, it doesn't mean that the Japanese weren't good fighters and all that stuff, but um, got some clanky going on. I think clanky it's hobo the dude out there. Street, yeah. <laughs> um, it doesn't mean they weren't good fighters. Not being shitty, like they're. It's just that none of their shit's being taught today as it was really back then. Right. right. Uh, everything was family based and secretive and blah blah blah. So if you ever want to study, let me last little pitch. If you ever want to study European <laughs> fighting. There are actual manuals from that era that are firsthand, you know, firsthand fighting masters teaching you this stuff. You don't have yeah. to depend on Word Kevin Kevin McDojo down at the mini mall who's going to charge you 125 bucks a lesson yeah. for his interpretation of something yeah. that has to be relegate, regulated by insurance that's mostly for kids, like all that kind of shit. Yeah, and he would just shove me in the corner yeah. and stick his fingers in my face and said, that's your friend's mom. That's right. your friend's right. mom. That's your friend's <laughs> mom. I'm like, dude, I guess you're cool. Whatever. Just get the fuck out of my God, face. Kevin. Kick someone. I don't even. Yeah. <laughs> hey, yeah. yeah, you're a badass. But don't kick me in the nuts, okay? Because that's what yeah. I fuck your friend's mom. Okay. Okay. That's what I fuck. Yeah. <laughs> Is my nuts. <laughs> I jam my nuts into her fucking cleave hole. Yeah. And then I just pound. I haven't had a crank. shaft yeah. for 10 years, man. What are you going to say about it, huh? I ran my fingers up my own asshole. <laughs> and now we're just doing Rex Kondo yeah. yeah, from Napoleon yeah. Dynamite. Um, so there's your little sword lesson and steel lesson here. So anyway, uh, steel was very difficult to make at the t- at the time. Um, although steel weapons were found as far back as like 8,000 BC or whatever. Like you could, they could make steel, but it was fucking difficult. And again... Right. You know, like, they might have only gotten that fire hot in this one spot for whatever reason. I don't know. Yeah. So, um, and that's where the vitrification came in as right. they were making all <laughs> With of their these pieces. laser weapons. Yeah. Um, so, anyway. Um, I just talked about all that. Eventually, um, they started to learn, like, at the turn of the millennia, um, yeah. they started to learn a little more. Still not on a mass level, but a little more how to make steel. Yeah. Um, you get your like fucking Damascus right, steel yeah. and all that shit too. Make ash back into right. the blade. And then by the time uh, you get to like the end of the Dark Ages, um, you start seeing like what there's even been specials on like Nat Geo or Nova or whatever. Uh, Secrets of the Viking Sword is a good mm-hmm. one, and it's about this these special Ulfbert swords, these Norman swords that they found that were kind of transitionary from Viking to. Your classic arming sword, or what most people call a short sword, a single-handed, yeah. double-headed hand, a double-edged sword. A um, little bit of a cross guard, like you know, whatever. They're finding out how cross guards could be used. Blah blah blah. Not as not everything was just with a shield and sword. You could use yeah. it on its own. Um, anyway, those were like known to be almost magical because the steel didn't bend or didn't break. It right. flexed back when hit, hitting another sword. It could take a lot of abuse and ditch it, dish it back out, which changed the nature of fighting with that weapon too. So. Uh, they were like, but they were considered magical and there was some, either the maker or family or whatever was Wolfbert. And yeah. there was like 120 of these swords found because steel, steel swords were not uncommon. They weren't other than those. They really weren't found in Viking, in the Viking time periods in the end yeah. of the dark ages. So, um, anyway, everyone learns how to make, uh, steel after a while. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, uh, they can make hotter fires. They, they find out about the charcoal, blah, blah, blah. Again, nothing that crazy, like. To know how to, like, again, you're mixing in different types of rocks, basically, yeah. to see what makes this thing, you know. Well, and charcoal's the leftover bits of a fire, so right. I'm sure they accidentally drop swords in there, yep. and then, like, oh, let's yep. do this, and then, oh, shit, now it's I was just going to make that yeah. point, like, Sorry. oh, maybe, so- no, no, I'm, that's what I'm saying, like, see, I'm just making the point. Yeah. You made a logical leap, and you don't even really know that much right. about sword, sword. forging yeah. or metallurgy or whatever, too. Right. So, um, anyway, we then get to, that's kind of it about, like, 
uh, well, not European stuff, but like early Just early sword swords, weapons. So like like yeah. ancient ancient swords. Then we we talk about how um, they go back to the Book of Enoch, which we've talked about a lot. Yeah. It's an apocryphal book, kicked out of the Bible uh, by King James, I believe, uh, or maybe the earlier Greek version. But uh, it's all about this guy Enoch and his relationship with tons of angels. It's all about the archangels and stuff, and they had yeah. a much bigger part. Much more of a Greek-like pantheon of divine beings, mm-hmm. as opposed to the standard, the, the Bible we know today, just the singular. Is, is just like a handful of angels mentioned, but yeah. they're not, they're just kind of servants, where these were like, hey, Enoch, let's fly around, let me show you about fire, let me show, or let me show you about metallurgy, let me show you yeah, about yeah. science, let me show you about animal Educate husbandry and all yeah, that stuff. Yeah. So, um, so, and Sooks makes a really kind of dumb point here, too, uh, that later on he's like, He's like, it's crazy because we have these angels, which are supposed to be these hippie, peace-loving <laughs> beings, but now they're giving people ability to make swords? And it's like, you fucking asshole. You had an episode called Angels and Aliens. Yeah. And literally about how tons of aliens were bad, tons were good. Angels are just divine, you know, are just yeah. aliens like right. us, or, you know, aliens and are just like us, and there's evil ones and good ones and subside with humans and whatever, so well, I'm just like... And there's archangels, the devil's a fallen angel. Right. Like, exactly. there's plenty of references to angels being, right. well, one, good and bad, yeah. and two, that they're fighting all the time, right. so why wouldn't they then give weapons to exactly. the humans that they want to help out? Or In whatever. this episode, later on, they talk about the saint, the, yeah. the archangel Michael. Right. Giving Joan of Arc her sword, right, like, right, right, you know, and that's in the fifteen yeah. hundreds. So, anyway, skipping around a little bit is one of the few times like we've we watched the show yesterday. You know, yeah, and I write yeah. notes and stuff, but it's just like I'm a little out of out of whack here. Sorry yeah. about that. But um, no, we're good. The, also, this episode doesn't really go anywhere. Right, it's this just kind of has all, like these pieces. Yeah. Then you know, both these segments are just about half, swords yeah. anyway. So, um, so anyway, but it was interesting. Like in general, back in an- more ancient times, the blacksmith. Um, which technically would have been the swordsmith or armorsmith or yeah. whatever. The blacksmith was a general term for a smithy, but um, I'm just nerding out again. But I'm he was a looked big on. Smithy, yeah. <laughs> I can't tell you why, but I mean, I'm just really. Yeah, I'm just into finding like really high quality, like hip little smith spots. You know, yeah. I'm a smithy. Yeah, you know, and just like well, work that metal, you fucker. Yeah, I love to just watch it. You know, oh. and just appreciate everything. Don't be and, a basic bitch, smith. <laughs> yeah, you know, just grease it, grease it. That's what I say. Grease season. Well, hey, quenching. You do put it in oil. oil. Yeah. yeah. Anointed. People think, well, oh, yeah, they quench it in water. It's like, no, that would crack the fucking blade yeah, in half yeah. if you did that. So Too cold. Um, Too cold. Exactly. So the gods, oh, sorry, the blacksmith was looked upon in ancient time as a magical being because metallurgy in general was a very crazy right. fucking thing. Even like yeah, if you didn't know, it's not to the point of alchemy, but it's right, still almost. you're taking this thing and right. turning it into something And they crazy. say that. They're like, oh, it's, it was crazy that somebody could take a, what looked like a rock melt it and turn it into a yeah. weapon that could defend yourself and your king and blah, right. blah, blah. Um, so even the gods of metallurgy tended to be mistrusted by the other gods. The classic example is Hephaestus from Greek, uh, the Greek pantheon. He forged all the gods' cool armor. He forged uh, Achilles' shield that had the whole mm-hmm. universe on it and all this stuff. Um, but And then he was, he was cast out by Zeus into... Uh, onto the into the ocean, and he he washed up on this mm. little city called Lemnos or an island of Lemnos. Sorry, um, and uh, the town there, the people named the city Hephaestia after him because mm-hmm. supposedly he lived there and helped the people learn how to forge better and all yeah. this stuff and lived with them for centuries and stuff. It's like in that show. Did you watch American Gods? Uh, only like the first four or five episodes. Oh, I liked it yeah. a lot. I don't know. Did you just? I fall liked. Off I liked it. Just fell off. Yeah. yeah. Because there's a the god of volcano and fire, and then oh, he's the yeah. one who makes all the weapons and does right, all the right, right. shit, and yeah. some stuff goes down. But yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, but yeah, I mean, this is really the like 
all of this is a projection of people not understanding how do the fucking blacksmith guy yeah. do this? Scared shit. of science again, right. just not understanding exactly. And yet, science. and yet, of course, they're like, there's a level of guilt about it and fear because they're like, but I really want those fucking weapons. Right. Like, I want to be able I to that power. kill things weapon, and yeah. not be killed. You know. So uh, this moves us to our second segment. That was a very long first segment, but um, I feel like go, that was the first half of the episode, though. I mean, it, I know it wasn't, but it, it feels just... like it because the first two segments are sword yeah, based. Yeah. So um, we go to Japan, 700 AD. Uh, we 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 get the invention of the katana here. So um, and we get fucking Ray, Raphael Koch again saying, "Yeah, before that they used these, you know, shitty double-edged Chinese straight swords. You know, they sucked and broke yeah. all the time and whatever. Yeah, they just were for Tai Chi and just right. kind of going <laughs> yeah. real slow and shit. Yeah, real wobbly in the movies and stuff. Yeah. No, but like, uh, but you know, the, those Chinese straight swords were about the level of sword as anywhere else in the world at the time." Which was more brittle and whatever, too. Again, this was around the time that steel started being figured out. So it doesn't really make... Um, Just a big the, poker. Yeah, these guys uh, that special. I mean, I mean, it was like it's, it's all. It's just, but it's your basic technological improvement. Mm-hmm. Um, so these two swordsmiths, the legend goes, wanted to make the perfect sword, and so they they locked themselves in their smith, you know, smithy, whatever uh, forge. Sorry, and then they prayed to the Shinto gods for like a week or something, and then a month yeah. later came out with this single edged curved blade called the katana. Um, and also because of the quality of steel too. Making a thick back, sacrificing a double edge, um, making a thick back more knife-like. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a, it's easier to forge that way, and the curvature gave it some strength and gave it like better slicing power. I don't want to say cleaving because you could still cleave, but yeah. you had to you had to throw these swords in a certain crescent moon kind of way instead yeah. of cleaving out. So you sacrificed some strength in your cuts of the, to make a slice. That's where the term cleavage came from. Exactly, so right? Beautiful breasted. Right. Well, because everyone knew that before 700 AD, Everything. women had one giant breast. Yeah. One and the legend goes that after the, the katana was created, yeah. the god said, let there be Tuan. And yeah. they, they cut it down <laughs> the center. Boot Tuan for one. Right. And the god healed the disgusting wound in between yeah. to make it smooth breast flesh. Yeah. And then they said, said oh, they cleaved. <laughs> <laughs> they went a little French, right? Cleavage. Yeah. 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 Oh, and that's, that's a nice set of titty yeah. split. <laughs> <laughs> oh, your titty split look real nice. <laughs> and then... Uh, <laughs> oh man, look at a titty split on oh, her! Huh? Holy shit, I <laughs> could fit a whole book in between there. Ooh, that must have been a huge sword uh, cleaving. And you down. got you got that thick back. Oh, and a cleave front. Oh man. Oh shit. Oh shit. She's got a split front tit, yeah. a thick back. <laughs> holy fuck! Marry this chick. Oh, stick it in huge her huge axe wound <laughs> right yeah. down the center. Yeah, split right up oh. the fucking crotch. <laughs> that is still like the worst. Sexual term is axe wound for, for a, a vagina. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. come on, gash yeah. is one thing, oh, but axe wound. Whole well, and, and that accent leads us back to Raphael Koch, the Asian sword expert. Um, and he's not. I mean, they don't tell us he's a historian. Yeah. Um, and and somebody sitting there talking about the Chinese swords, the katana, like all this stuff, and he's talking about like, they put the the spirit of themselves into this weapon and all. And I mean, I'm just they jerk like, off in it. Yeah, I'm just like, <laughs> okay, but you know, it's it's. It's not that they it's not that they didn't or anything, but it's that, you know, Shintoism in general is a very animistic, not animalistic, a very animistic yeah. religion where every object had or could be imbued with spirits, with spiritual mm-hmm. energy. Yeah. And so there was a sense of life and unity with everything yeah. in the world with you and all that stuff. So uh, every fucking Final Fantasy game, if you play Final Fantasy or a lot of Japanese role-playing games, 
almost all of them are about some sort of energy yeah. uh, that the world is alive, basically. Some sort of energy that you're tapping into for magic yeah. and this and that. And someone's trying to harness it for themselves or destroy like it or this a or Hadouken. that. Exactly, right? Um, so, anyway... Uh, and then I put more stuff that I already talked about at the top about sword flexibility and shit. Um, so, yeah, I mean, the ancient astronaut theorists, of course, believe that uh, the kami or the gods, like the, yeah. the, the top divine spiritual beings in Japan, uh, beings in Japan um, were, of course, aliens that gave them the katana or gave them the understanding of how to make yeah. or why to make a weapon shaped like that. Um, and then uh, we go back to then we fi- we're finally off Japanese sword, stuff. Yeah. Uh, we go to Joan of Arc sword. Which I mentioned before, when she was caught, you know, when, when she when she won won her fucking battle, yeah, put the yeah. king on the throne, but then she got caught, and, and all her, her inquisitors in her in her court case were obsessively asking about her sword because yeah. it, was, it was supposedly a magic sword that she said was given to her by the her, archangel. She, yeah, well, Michael, yeah, right? she found it. He told yeah. her where to go. Get she it, heard, but, yeah, because yeah. she, she heard voices. That was her whole yeah, thing, yeah, and yeah. she heard all these voices, which she said were the voices of angels telling yeah. her things. And she said that, yeah, she heard these angelic voices in her head, told her to go to the certain church behind a certain altar of, yeah. of the saint, saint somebody who was like of the fight or yeah, of, the, yeah. of the of battle or something. And uh, the sword was under her altar or behind it or something. Mm-hmm. And that was her sword. Um, they picture it as kind of just a, a thinner single-handed arming sword, like a short sword. Yeah. Um, but uh, other pictures, it's a long sword. It doesn't really matter. But anyway... Um, uh, it supposedly made her invincible in battle, and that was the whole thing. So, and and you know, you could argue, well, she was a fifteen-year-old yeah. fucking girl who was became a general Wet and shit. led this fucking yeah. huge battle and put a king on the throne or all that stuff or tried to depose a king. And to me, though, it more reeks of of, of like anti of, of like uh, uh, chauvinism and stuff like that yeah. because it's like, oh, how could this fucking little girl actually be a military hero? And do all this shit. Without you know what I mean? divine intervention. Right. Meanwhile, she also is the one saying, I heard these fucking voices and yeah. stuff, too. And that's that's like that whole movie, uh, Joan of Arc, with um, the chick from The Fifth Element was in. It was all about, like... Renee even, Zellweger? Uh, no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, it, yeah, was, no, yeah, it was... Yeah, uh, it was it was uh, Joan of Arc's... Jo- uh, Arc of Joan's Diaries. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but... Uh, no, it, and it was uh, Mia Jovovich. That's her name. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it was she was thinking she was fucking crazy too, and about her struggle with that and hearing mm-hmm, these voices. Mm-hmm. But when she did the things they said, she would win and stuff. So, God, in the Fifth Element, that chick was hot as fuck. I, I mean, she's she's an attractive gal, but like I wasn't like obsessed with it like a lot of guys were. It was oh, more yeah. just that she was almost nude the whole movie too. Well, that know? helped. Yeah, but um, yeah. but uh, anyway, then we move to the Sword and the Stone and Excalibur. So, which I didn't realize. There the was same. two swords. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so, as we all know, if you've seen, you know, if you've seen the historical documentary "The Sword in the Stone" by Walt <laughs> Disney Pictures, yeah. um, but it's the same story. Is that when when Arthur was this fucking cast off, thought to be a uh, a bastard or whatever um, uh, kid? Um, he was a squire for his older brother at the time, uh, not of noble birth or so they thought. Um, he ends up pulling. Uh, this sword from a stone that, that was meant for him, supposedly by God. Like only he would be able to pull it out. Yeah. All these knights from around the country fucking oh, came I cannot and pull it yeah. out. <laughs> Sorry, I'm baby. Yeah. In. yeah. You're <laughs> we'll get you tight. the pill afterwards. It's yeah. fine. Um, but I'll, uh, I'll kick you down these <laughs> uh, stones over here. Right. Well, and fun fact: the word sh- uh, sheath was slang for vagina oh, in yes. in ancient in like Gaelic yeah, or I something. Mean, that like makes that. sense. So, um, I love it. Okay. <laughs> uh, I. Support that. Yeah. Um, so then Sooks comes on, of course, and thinks, did Arthur's sword into stone 
have a biometric security system? Oh, God. And, and he, and he yeah, says, I, I think yes. I know it sounds crazy. <laughs> <laughs> We're merely saying that what today is being discovered is a rediscovery of something thousands of years ago. So yeah. if he, Judge Dredd <laughs> can be the only one to use his gun right. and it has a chamber of his own <laughs> DNA onto each bullet. Right. How do you not think right. that could work on a sword, you <laughs> fucking idiot? Which, which I mean, to an, it is true that there are biometric locks on guns that, re, that release the safety yeah. net or whatever, and they're, or they're fingerprint-based or yeah. whatever. So I get what he's saying, making the connection, but it's, again, like, how many... Who the fuck cares? Why haven't you then mentioned this on a billion other objects yeah. that were only meant for one person or right. whatever, too? So. Why would they care about a sword so much? Yeah. That's in, exactly. And we'll why would that. they care about <laughs> yeah. the front? Uh, yeah, just keep doing yeah. it. So we get our first children's chime of the episode, too. And Childress in this episode is kind of like he's a little he's high pitched Childress kind of he's not yelling he gets, he's just kind of excited yeah. his uh, eyes light up yeah. his face gets bigger yeah he's like and hey just like me like as as a kid and now like stoked talk about swords and yeah. fighting and shit but he's like so he's he's out in like on location which is what looks like South America or something mm-hmm. and he's talking about he goes he goes the Excalibur sword <laughs> came to him from the Lady in the Lake where a hand came up from the lake with a sword. And it shone with the light of thirty suns and blinded his enemies. So he's all stoked yeah. on the on the magical properties of right. the sword given to him. So Excalibur was the sword that Arthur really fought with. Um, the sword and the stone was just kind of kept. The te- you know, yeah, yeah, it was like a test. Yeah, <laughs> it was the Tet offense. <laughs> um, yeah, you know when King Arthur rode him with his knights and yeah. won the Tet offense <laughs> yeah. and said <laughs> against the Be communist back, Vietnam- you Vietnamese. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> The man, be back. The, <laughs> the man in the black pajamas will be no more. Uh, um, <laughs> you shall f- hence day forth be known as Charles. Char- yeah. All of your sons and sons' sons. <laughs> of the Charlie factor. <laughs> um, so, yeah, anyway, it just goes into, you know, how magical swords were there. And uh, on, honestly... There's more swords in this episode, too, yeah. because I forgot. It skips for a little while and then goes so back to, like, like, laser swords and yeah, shit. So, yeah. anyway, we, we go back a little bit in time to Rome, October 27th, 312 A.D. Not to be confused with the shitty Goose Island beer 312, because it's the area code or whatever the I fuck I prefer it is. C.E. and B.C.E. Yeah. <laughs> Before Common Era and after yeah, Common Era. Yeah. Um, which the Chinese expert guy later says that. He goes, now right, when you so get to 450, uh, comma era. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, he seemed like he was having a good time. Though. Yeah, he, he was into it. Yeah. Um, so we get the story of Emperor Constantine. So quick rundown for those that don't know why Constantine is important. He was the, he was the Roman emperor that went from, uh, that, that made Rome from believing in the old gods, uh, so Neptune, all the, all the stolen Greek gods that they the, adopted. Yeah. Neptune and, Multi, and whatever. Uh, fucking... <laughs> Polytheistic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Whatever. Z- not Zeus, whole, but you know what I mean. All Saturn. Yes, yeah, all, all the planet names. Yeah, Jupiter, yeah, yeah. Saturn, whatever. All those Greek yeah. gods. He, seen, he does he, it scene. He turned the Roman Empire into a Christian nation. Yeah. So, and um, he's the one who gathered the council, right. took all the books of Jesus Christ, which this is still... God, how much was that? Hundred years after Jesus? This is three hundred and twelve AD. That's what it is. Right. Okay, sorry, I'm stupid. You right. said that. Um, yeah. So they had all those different texts and cults of, of right. Judaism and Christianity. Right. He builds up this council. Yep. They all get together and say, "All right, it's these four books," which right. should tell you that the whole the Council Bible of Nicaea or whatever is, is relatively yeah. fucked at this point because it's now been made by some man. Right. 
and a group of people to then rule a nation. Yeah, a man, a man, like, it would be so fascinating to, and that's what the Dead Sea Scrolls are supposedly these pre-Constantine scrolls, yeah. which is where the Book of Enoch comes from. All the yeah, things yeah, that were, yeah. like, thrown out, you know, so, um, and, which a much more mystical kind of Christianity yeah. is back And then. his thing is that he looked up into the sky during yep. a battle, saw a cross, yep. and then put it on his shields, and everyone's Which, happy. of course, was a misinterpreted jet. Yes. It is <laughs> or, a fucking plane. Right. Yeah, that, why yeah. is it a jet? So, of course, the whole, but, and I mean, they don't say jet, but they just show a bunch no, of jets yeah, on anyway. the screen. <laughs> that could be uh, misinterpreted as a right. jet or So, they're, all, they're all saying that, of course, if you looked up in the sky at a plane today or, or an alien craft, of which we have never seen. Yeah. Of course. Oh, it could have been misinterpreted as a crucifix, a cross. You and know, another like, okay. side note, <laughs> mm-hmm. at least in my history class in college, mm-hmm. so this could, I don't know, I'm just going to say it, yeah. that Constantine wasn't even Christian himself. He didn't take on the Christian faith mm-hmm. until his deathbed was when he was He then declared it, yeah. Finally right, right. himself saying, I believe right. in this or that was, Yeah, because he was like baptized on his day of death or something yeah, like yeah. that, yeah. Um, but, uh, anyways, yeah. anyway, yeah, but, um, and that's how you get the Roman Catholic church was so the beginning of like right, the right. Christianity we know of today. Uh, yeah. And to your point, like for 300 years, it'd be fascinating to take a time machine and be like, see like how it was seen back then, you know? So, well, yeah, I mean, a lot of it was word of mouth. The first yeah. written document wasn't until 70 years after right. like what's his face died, John was, or something. Yeah, uh, John or Paul or something. Yeah. Those, yeah. So, um, but, uh, anyway, Jeff Daniels. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the book of Jeff and Daniels. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was then that I got the casting call for dumb and dumber. <laughs> yeah. So he who's dumb may have one. <laughs> Who is dumber? Right. <laughs> and then they may... And he will be Sir J- Carey of James. <laughs> <laughs> like, now they're medieval yeah, knights. Yeah. <laughs> in the dog within they rode <laughs> on to glory. <laughs> uh, the wagon of Shaggin. <laughs> um, so anyway, after the battle, um, uh, and I can't... I fucking forgot the battle name, but everyone, you can look it up in two seconds. Big battle of... Oh, it was of the bridge of something. Uh, Mylene Bridge or something like yeah. that. So... Um, the angels then came to him and gave him this weapon called Greek fire. Yes. Um, Sounds like a weird uh, <laughs> STD or something. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, got a case of Greek fire. fire. Yeah. Oh, I'm prolapsed as fuck right now. Yeah. Oh, um, my God. My Greek fire's flaming up right. here. It's because it's when, you're, it's when your uh, colon prolapses, but in a way that it looks like gyro meat. So it's like Greek yeah. fire. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like shredded lamb. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was thinking it was more uh, oh, God. Your, your prostate. <laughs> Oh. Then it's swollen, ah, okay. and then it shoots out so hard and fast from your wiener, oh. you're spraying Greek fire yeah, yeah. all over. A little blood mixed yeah. in there, but a little painful, yeah. but a little yeah. good. You it's know. like, uh, kind of looks, so like good. looks like maybe someone threw some hot Cheetos in a load or something like yeah. that. <laughs> Not like hot Cheetos in whipped cream or condensed milk, but, oh, you know, put hot Cheetos in cum. In your, in your cum, <laughs> yeah. and that's it, because it burns, it's red, and you wish you were dead. It's just usually when you make like an, an analogy, yeah, no, you I use know. something other. Yeah. Oh, okay, like... Uh, like old milk. Right. <laughs> um, so anyway, yeah. And this Greek fire was like pretty much like napalm. So yeah. it was fire that didn't go out even when submerged in water. Yeah. A lot of people to this day are like testing it. Well, they say a lot. I don't know. But they say they're testing it. They've never been able to find out truly what Fully, the Greek fire yeah. was. It was the recipe was like kept under lock and key. The apparatuses to shoot the Greek fire had to be manned by like 25 guys so that not any one guy knew how it all yeah. worked together in case one of them was caught, which is smart. Um, like but the, the secret for Coca-Cola right. or KFC chicken. Exactly. So, um, and they apparently, like, with this Greek fire, Constantine, like, defended Byzantium, which was his the, yeah. his capital city, um, from all these Persian ships and just fucking lit them on fire. Yeah. 
very much the the Game of Thrones taking this as inspiration for yeah. the, the not Swamp Fire, but the Dragon Fire, yeah, yeah, whatever yeah. it's called. Um, this green fire that never went out and blah, blah, blah. Um, so anyway, we get uh, that souk alert about the angels supposed to be peaceful hippies and whatever. So right. um, and those examples I already fucking gave, like, you know, angels giving oh, people shit. swords. Yeah. Uh, you know, the Archangel Michael always has a fiery sword. And that's how he mm-hmm. destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah, like all that stuff. Um, and then we talk about how Hannibal, who was like the barbarian that sacked Rome and uh, you know, teabagged, <laughs> yeah. he teabagged every last yeah. dead soldier. Dude, on the mics on those guys, yeah. they were yeah. losing their shit in their house. Yeah. You could yeah. just hear them, yeah. you know, on the group chat, oh, yeah. freaking the fuck out as he's just sacking the whole town. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, anyway, so... Supposedly, it was reported that he won the battle because he had what was seemingly, seemingly described as like gunpowder—the biggest sack. Even though it was, yeah, even though it was a thousand years before gunpowder right. was written, like you know, had was historically documented in right. China. So uh, then we go to China. the gunpowder story. China. So supposedly, gunpowder was discovered by Chinese yeah. alchemists who were trying to find, like all alchemists, the elixir of life or how to yeah. make gold or whatever. Too. So whatever mixture to make, you know, make them immortal or something. So. And the guy, the Chinese like history expert, came out and he's like, for hundreds of years, these fucking alchemists just mixed everything they could together, to just <laughs> everything they happened. could find, yeah. and see what happens. And uh, one of those times, they came upon gunpowder. Now, remember, yeah. like, and after this was after maybe hundreds of years of experimenting and writing down all this shit. And China being a massive piece yeah, of tons land, tons of people there, even and back people then. Yeah. that they do have access because in this, I mean, maybe you have it on there, but they mm-hmm. they bring a point of like you. How could they have mixed right. all this shit together? It's like, yep. well, they're a, a massive trading hub. Yeah. So a lot of crap's coming through their right. fucking door. Exactly. That they probably do have access right. to. Because this is, and they the specifically roots. said like Southeast yeah. Asia, you know, where they yeah. had access to Vietnam right. and the other islands there too. Well, and just yeah, interior, right. like on the continent, yeah. tons of mountains, tons of rivers, tons of like all. Like, they had a you know, it's a huge yeah. fucking space, yeah. huge fucking real estate piece of real yeah. estate they got there. Um, so around eight eight fifty, they uh, that's apparently when they wrote down. Oh, they found it if they mixed. Potassium nitrate, uh, sodium, uh, or sodium or potassium nitrate. So one of those nitrates, mm-hmm. charcoal, and some other basic shit. You, it would just fucking explode Terminated, or whatever. So, yeah. um, and then yeah, the dude, that bald dude, that like I still don't even want to mention because I think I looked up on IMDb. He's like only on season three, I think. And he's, okay. he's the bald guy. His name's like Billy Baloney or something yeah. like that. <laughs> but uh, he's not really funny or interesting to talk about. He just yeah, makes yeah. these kind of points um, and. Uh, He's like, he's like, now that's sodium and potassium nitrate. That's not easy to find. So how would they know how to mix that in and blow? And I'm like, yeah. the fucking narrator on your own show just said for hundreds of years, and this expert just said for hundreds of years they were throwing everything they fucking could together in mixtures yeah. and testing out. Very scientific about it. So again, not that fucking. Well, and because then once you find out it was that, you go, oh shit, get more of that yeah, stuff, yeah. and then you have a recipe. So. Uh, and uh, and it was cool because the the Chinese historian guy is like the invention of gunpowder literally changed China's entire way of life forever. Yeah. So their political structure, dominant. their yeah. war structure, like all that stuff, war military structure. Sorry. Um, so we go to our next segment and we get to flying weapons like drones. So for the thousandth time, we go to the Mahabharata and they talk <laughs> about. The Vimana, which were the flying machines yeah. the gods rode around in. Vinyasa, Vinyana, yeah. <laughs> Vinegar, Yar. Right. From the vinegar text of Hinduism. Yeah. From which you have the strongest of scents. Right. And strokes. Yes. <laughs> um, so, and, and we've talked about this a bunch before. Um, the the gods in Hindu culture would have these great wars overhead, shooting like 
what seem to be missiles and nuclear weapons and all these all these different things. Kind of like how yeah. the Ark of the Covenant is seen to be like a nuclear device with radiation sickness. Mm-hmm. Same kind of shit here. Um, so we get our children's chime in here. Another children's chime. Um, it goes. Now, when you read the ancient Hindu epics, they talk about weapons and missiles, atomic weapons, massive laser weapons that are melting and devastating entire cities. So he's all stoked again. Like, yeah. you know, oh, wow. Yeah, we're Look so cool. Yeah, so really cool. Great, fun stuff. Um, and then, uh, and then very, like, this is like the season of very arrogant Sukalos, I think. Because um, yeah. I think he's, they swung back from a dicey season one and yeah. two. Because, you know, like, they... Totally an unknown quantity season one. Season two, they're like, oh, fuck, we got to make something more. Season three, oh, we've roped yeah. people in now, you know. So it's we've got them. Suits. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so he then, we get a, a suit alert here, and he says, I refuse to believe that. And that's that's like fallacy that's number one, yeah. that if you were truly trying to be scientific about this, you can't refuse to believe anything. If you see proof for something, you then have to kind of say, well, I think yeah. there's enough evidence to say there, that's real. Something's so, weird here. Right. Um, I refuse to believe that the ancients were writing down real events or weren't writing down real events. Yeah. Uh, when writing was invented, they wrote their history. The first things that were ever written down were actual events. And it's just like, oh, <laughs> punch the mic there. Um, but uh, I'm like, okay, so this is the 10,000th time you've said they were all totally real, yeah. or were they interpreted? Misinterpreted, you know? right? Yeah. So it's just like because they really can't be both. Like, I mean, they would argue they can, yeah. But you're saying they wrote down, or they drew, or wrote down literally. Like the writing one is maybe different. Yeah. The drawing shit, which they say they drew everything factually or whatever, they would have just drawn what they saw. Yeah, yeah. If that if, uh, to their point, they're, just, they're supposed to draw what they saw. They wouldn't have necessarily interpreted that or whatever. Right, too. Right, right. I don't know. So. And this is not my logic. This is trying to prove to make their logic work together, yep, which yep. it doesn't. So, um, yeah, the god Vishnu had basically had guided missiles that could find their target and also had heat-seeking weapons. So um, this is where <laughs> Sooks uh, alerts us, and he says, <laughs> I am aware that there are forces of nature. <laughs> and it takes like a three-second pause while they're showing footage of thunder and earthquakes yeah. and stuff. And, I'm, and we were, I was, like, dying watching it with my fiancé because I thought it was just going to stop there. I'm aware there are forces of nature, okay? I can look out and see fucking clouds and I stuff. I get it. Yeah. But he says, thunder, lightning, earthquakes. But how could you go from that to witnessing and writing down heat-seeking missiles? Yeah. And I'm like, hey, Sooks, like, ev- from the first moment somebody threw a rock at something, they wished that it would hit it every time. Yeah. So, like... To think like, oh wow, what if what if my bow and arrow it could hit the fucking target just every time, no matter what? Yeah. The gods were magical, okay? Yeah. So they they could do all the things humans couldn't do, yeah, and had all the fun toys and whatever too. Mm-hmm. Even if you know, again, craziness, all that fun extraterrestrial, shit. not but whatever. So um, it's not that crazy for them to someone to think of, oh, look at this weapon that will always hit its target, right? Right? Because we, you know. On the show, they're the ones, and like the Indian expert, who is not, I don't think he's an ancient aliens guy, yeah. but he's just saying, oh, so he, he was saying, basically, it was a guided missile. And I'm yeah, like, yeah, yeah, like, because that's our modern equation, you know, or yeah, equivalent to it, yeah, you know. Yeah. But then that's what, that's the subtle shit that happens to the audience is that somebody says that, now they go, oh, yeah, they had guided missiles. It's like, no, somebody was just saying they are similar to guided right, missiles. Right, so just, right. again, remember. People are when just because people are saying something doesn't make it fucking yeah, true. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
So, yeah, you're right. The swords really were like the big, slowest part of the show, I think. Yeah. Because um, we're on the last segment now. So yeah, we go yeah. to Cambodia and the Tonle Sap Lake. Um, so this is also the lake that surrounds uh, or is or is right next to Angkor Wat um, and the, the magical dude Priyopishnikar that we've talked about before. Mm-hmm. Um, so it is interesting, though. I never knew this, that in Tonle Lake, it's kind of a lake-river combo that totally changes the direction of its flow twice a year, depending on how it fills oh, up yeah, at one yeah. end. Um, so, uh, anyway, Priyo Pishnikard was this magical dude, supposedly born of the gods. Picard. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Captain Prishnikard. Yeah. Um, he was a wizard and like a uh, master craftsman again with the engage. whole. Yeah. <laughs> engage. Um, master craftsman again, kind of like driving home the old, like, oh, he can do metallurgical stuff. He must be like an alchemist or yeah. wizard or whatever. Um, he was supposedly brought to the sky world and taught the technology of the gods. And then he brought that back. He built. He was like the architect of Angkor Wat, supposedly. I'm bringing God <laughs> back. <laughs> yeah. <There. laughs> what? <laughs> um, and uh, and again, taught he, you know the rest of people how to you know do metallurgic yeah, stuff yeah. and all that stuff. Um, he had this gnarly sword that supposedly made him invincible in battle. So we're ending on swords again. Yeah. Um, it was supposedly as thin as a feather, but could cut stone. How the fuck is a feather thin? Light as a feather or thin as a feather? And to me, to me, this, in my mind, uh, this kind of reeked of, again, maybe this was a uh, a steel sword that was seen as magical because it seemed like it couldn't be broken, you know? And you can make steel swords thin. They don't have to be thick to be able to not break when they're cutting something. Like, your average, like, Roman, like, your Greek gladius-style sword was much thicker. It had a like a Thick hexagonal kind of, and, yeah. you know, whatever. So just like thicker the ladies like and it. Wider. Yeah, exactly. So um but yeah, so apparently he threw uh this this sword in the lake when um uh, and it was like a, a fucking like laser, like a light. Uh, it emitted this deadly light and all this stuff. Yeah, yeah. He threw it in the lake after its uh, you know power was diminished. It, it mm-hmm, grew too mm-hmm. weak to be worth using anymore. So um anyway, it's supposedly still in Tonle Sap Lake. Um, they don't really go into like if anyone's dredged the lake or tried to find it or whatever, but I think that's part of what makes it a tourist spot too. Yeah. So, um, cause I, th- I believe that Angkor Wat and that lake are like the biggest Cambodian tourist spots. Um, cause it is, cause Angkor Wat is literally the largest religious site in the world or something, mm-hmm. a religious mm-hmm. temple in the world. So, um, we get on our, our next suk alert here. So <laughs> I chuckled with this one too, obviously he goes, now does a sword of fire really exist? It does if you think of a sort of <laughs> lightsaber. And I'm yeah. like, which doesn't exist. Yeah. Which also <laughs> right. was really cool. Right. <laughs> and so, but the next the next part was like my favorite part of the show. Not that I'm like, I'm, I like Star Wars, but I'm not like a yeah, Star yeah, Wars yeah. nerd or anything. But like uh, Michael Dennon, again, PhD from UCI, PhD of physics, comes on. And he says, he describes like why, how a lightsaber could work. Mm-hmm. Uh, it doesn't really prove anything for, to the ancient astronaut theorist guys but at least it's like wh- like why a laser sword wouldn't lurk compared to a plasma beam weapon right. so uh basically he like if you think of he this is his analogy he said you take a light bulb a light bulb is like a billion all the photons the little light beam particles are a billion people running all over the place yeah a laser is what if you got all those people to march in one line mm-hmm. and be very focused and it created just enhances the power of the light yeah and if you do it enough if you have a powerful enough laser you can destroy it and burn things with right it, whatever right. too so uh lights but photons will keep going on forever they yeah. have no end point um and a plasma beam which is technically what lightsabers are that's what right. uh, uh luke is i guess described it as yeah 
could have a stopping point because you could create some some sort of magnet field, to magnetic field, it, yeah, to, yeah. to stop it from spreading past a certain point. Um, I don't know how it wouldn't get weaker as it went up, yeah. but anyway. Um, my hands usually just slip off. Yeah, exactly. From yeah. No, when my ass is spreading. Oh, yeah. yeah you know, you're right. Pulling yeah, yeah. it apart. Yeah, I yeah. Mean, that's the that's the law of uh, diminishing returns. Yes, my <laughs> slipping point. <laughs> it's when they slip and slide out right. too much. Slip and something goes in too much. Right. I think slippage is some scientific term too, though, like a real slippage. one. Slippage. It's like slippage is like accounts for like an equation or some some sci- like ecosystem. Uh, I don't know. I can't remember. Well, there's something else. Shrinkage is in retail where right. it's uh, shit that gets stolen. Or when you're in a cold pool, yeah. you get a little shrinkage too. Yeah. Hang <laughs> T- tight, my friends. Yeah. <laughs> Boot season, um, baby. Oh, yeah. Um, I just looked up slippage. An act or instance of slipping. Yeah. Okay. Oh, okay. Anyway. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Uh, he's explaining, you know, that, uh, that it would have to be a plasma beam or whatever. But And that's all well and good. It's, this has nothing to do against him. He's he's probably consistently just the most normal dude on the show that never conforms to anything. Yeah. He's just always the objective si- physics guy, which is cool. Mm-hmm. So, um they talk about. They just mentioned a bunch of other stuff. Now they talk about uh, the yin yang mirror uh, in China that could yeah. like uh, defeat enemies with light and stuff like that. So they're talking about laser weapons. So um, Childress chimes in again. He's all uh, stories come to us from ancient India. I mean, Brahma's arrow, which was some kind of laser weapon. Uh, Archimedes using some kind of magic mirror to create a laser that set ships on fire. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, so it seems that. Ancient lasers were being used, yeah. <laughs> which I was like, just because you, you said just it. just said laser a thousand right. times. Yeah. So it seems that they're being used, of yeah. course. So, yeah. And he goes, and that technology came from extraterrestrials. Like, yeah. and that's not even an edit. Like, yeah, just straight, straight like, up okay. fact. And then our next children's chime in, which is just saying the same fucking thing, because um, then it just shows some more things, you know, more images of shit or like seat, shitty CG and stuff. Yeah. He goes... Uh, you know, it, it, it's kind of he's ending. I felt bad for him in this part because he ha- he's like so hopeful about like what aliens want for us. Yeah. yeah. As if he knows that. And he, so he the episode like winds down with him just getting a little you know, waxing. Uh, what is it? Waxing poetic here. And he's, he's like he's like extraterrestrials have been giving us these weapons and they want us to defend ourselves, to advance and to ultimately be like them yeah. <laughs> and i'm like so aliens use fucking swords yeah, <laughs> like yeah. lightsabers and it, stuff yeah, they like, just want us to edge along right and right sort of and not build our yeah. load up for long periods of yeah. time until, until it's a really powerful orgasm very hearty and yeah. full and uh, teaching us the balance between going for too long and you give yourself blue balls yeah and then it's just not even worth it because you're in pain afterwards and if you don't and, even have that kind of control and you just right. feel like a loser because right. you blew it too fast right. And you could have, yeah. and then you realize you could have just spent your time making out with the, I mean, girl, yeah. you know, at least like get a good yeah. makeout session. Four play, yeah. balls, yeah. right. Uh, even yeah. five play. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and we'll flip you under the table. Oh, oh yeah. Oh. Um, but, you know, I, he ends on that hopeful note, but at the same time, but then, of course, the narrator, who I know doesn't write the shit, he literally is like, or what if they want us to prepare for something far more sinister when they come yeah. back and it's like what like, they want you, to prepare us for, for battle for a war that they want to like what is this like predator who's trying to say, like hunt create alien. create yeah. a savage race to have to be have a better sport thousands yeah. of years in the right, future right, or whatever right. so um but like my whole point of this episode like my whole cont- point of contention with this episode was so we spent Swords. yeah so we've <laughs> spent many episodes 
talking about ancient technology and that must have been given to us by extraterrestrials and, and fucking laser were, were beams. Were they moving the stones at Garnak with anti-gravity guns and like so in fingering dozens, swords. dozens yeah. of episodes by this of the you know at this point yeah. talking about very powerful artifact the technological very devices technology moving 50 ton fucking rocks vitrifying stone like it was nothing so yeah. laser laser cutting devices why the fuck if you had a, if you were given a laser cutting device yeah. like people in fucking peru which is nothing against peru but yeah. like mountain people in the middle of nowhere why wouldn't those fuckers have taken that and just mowed down their enemies and yeah, marched yeah. across the fucking world. Like, I don't... It's like, yeah. just because it could have been used and to... weapons are not that far off exactly. from each other. A weapon is simply a tool made for killing. Yeah, so, yeah. anyway, it's just like, like, you're telling me that the same fucking time that the Anunnaki were creating humans and all this stuff, too, and they had fucking ships and quantum computers and stuff like that they're like oh let's teach these guys how to make copper swords yeah, or whatever yeah, yeah. like why would they want to give if they were slaves why would they want to give them swords at all because one of the earliest swords was found in mesopotamia mm, so mm-hmm. why like uh old uh, uh bath use home oh yeah um oh, he man, needs to man. take one huh pu <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah so there's really there's really an overarching pointlessness to this line of thinking about yeah i i I totally did not think they were going to focus on swords so much this episode yeah yeah, it was very odd it's it's and i love swords but it's silly (laughs) to think that like ancient you have ray guns you have this yeah whatever somebody rock a fart i did in here oh great okay um got those fried shrimp farts huh um what's going on no that matt just i some paperwork ended up on his side of the couch oh i thought you were calling him over to be on no 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 um (laughs) but yeah so anyway yeah that was uh Season three, episode nine, Anci- or aliens and deadly weapons. Um, we're gonna do a little segment now, where we uh, fucking read stuff to you from yeah, our phones. Yeah, I was gonna say uh, uh, reaching I didn't say for the stuff. Yeah. So. Uh, well, cause we we missed some stuff from last week. So oh, don't um, you have, we have to do the the voicemail? Well, we could. Yeah, just do um, it. come on, the guy fucking. Did. I know you're you right. You're it. right. Well, you're right. <laughs> uh, let me get to our little Facebook page here. Um, we actually, but we had one or two reviews. Super nice message from yeah. uh, a guy too. So um, let's go here. We're gonna read first a message from a man named Christian Nofsker, I think N O P H S K E R. Um, he writes a, a post on our page, and he just says, "I thoroughly enjoy this podcast, and hope it continues on." Ancient aliens keeps on with multiple straw man fallacies, which is giving the impression of refuting the opposing argument while actually refuting an entirely different argument that was not ever started to begin with, which the whole series seems to do so often. Hilarious. So he actually was kind of answering a question yeah. nicely, where I was like, I think that's what straw man means, so thank you for that. Um, he says, the soundboard is great. Screw what that other guy said. You know, the guy that likes cum humor, but he, he just can't stand the soundboard. Yeah. <laughs> um, He's just jealous <laughs> that he doesn't have a soundboard. Um, it's just a keyboard. A lot of right. the people are calling it a soundboard. There's no sound effects other than yeah, just a yeah, keyboard yeah. with a little, like just, a little distorter just more and shit. Yeah. Yeah. Basically, it's a little board of guitar pedals hooked up to this keyboard. It's a Korg mini log. Yeah. And then I got a Korg uh, mini tribe. Right. Did you say mini log? Yeah. M I N I L O G U E. Mini log. Log. Yeah. I was just thinking of little poops. Yeah. And he. Continues and says, uh, in my mind, oh, my God. (laughs) Uh, He says, in my mind, when it's done properly, it makes me laugh or smirk, (laughs) especially when it proceeds to children's chime in, LOL. 
It's so scary, he says. Uh, I adore the impressions, and without it just wouldn't be the same podcast. Uh, you both make revisiting the episodes so fun that I even go back to watch them again because you guys are so uh, so behind the seasons. <laughs> For a somewhat lonely guy, you guys make watching the series alone almost a group experience because I laugh every time I see or hear something you mention. Love the humor and the quasi-analytical nature of the Ancient Aliens podcast. Part humor, part sarcasm, and part genial, criti- uh, genial criticisms. Uh, prodigious show, guys. Anyway, you could... Uh, even get close to catching up with the fourth or fifth seasons. <laughs> we will. So, yeah, we will. Thank you, Christian. That's super nice. We're doing these one at a time. That's the whole point. So, uh, yeah. And we gotta we gotta space it out. Hey, we don't have time. We have yeah. lives too. But like, uh, I would love We're to just put working it out. our way through exactly once a so, week. You know, yeah, we'll get there. Give you something to look forward to. So he also gave us a five star review, <laughs> a five star rating and a review. Um, he said, "I love this show. Keeps me entertained on my drives and what I'm." Home to finish an episode. I love the humor and soundboard, but, soundboard, but mostly the children's chimes. The impressions are so right on and make me laugh every time. Keep it up, guys. But I wish y'all could catch up a few seasons, though. <laughs> hey, we're trying, Chris. Hey, okay, <laughs> he's a double down man. Yeah, and we appreciate. We that. appreciate. It. No, I know. I'm not giving him shit. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we also had. Um, where was that guy? Here he is. Um, is this the voicemail? Yeah, I'm trying to find the uh, message here. So he wanted us to leave him a voicemail. I'm just going to let Joey do it. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, with our impressions. Yeah. But Charlie then, uh, yeah. I don't know, we never did. So right. then he, to get around it, gave us a five-star rating, so right. we had to read it. So yep. daddy's going to get what daddy Let's wants. Let's see here. Uh, looking through his me- He sent us a bunch of messages. Super nice. Um Bup, 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 bum. And we did not do it because we were dicks. We just, <laughs> yeah. just, I don't know, just didn't. We just forgot, honestly. Yeah. Um, bah, 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 bah. This is really bad podcasting right now. Great job, Joey. Do a little pause real quick, and we'll come right back to this. All right, let's find it. Give us 10 seconds. Yeah. But for you, it'll be nothing. A split second. <laughs> okay, we're back. It was uh, a- actually uh, Anthony Shalee, Anthony Scardino. Tony um, Scardino. Yeah, who gave us a five-star review. Uh, he says, wake up, people. Probing Ancient Aliens is one of the funniest podcasts I've ever heard. You guys are total nerds, and I love it. Now, since you're supposed to read this on the air in the voice of D. Childress, <laughs> which is David Hatcher Childress, I'll give a little pause. I'll give like a three-second break so that if uh, Anthony wants to isolate this, yeah. ISO, as we say in the biz, he can. Sydney, you are. Some kind of goddess. Possibly from outer space. Your husband loves you. Your your kids love you. And uh, I would say Steve and Joey love you, too. Okay, there you go, Anthony. <laughs> I don't know if that was my best, but there you well, go. Well, it's a thing. Yeah, <laughs> it's there. Uh, take it or queef it. Um, don't like it. Leave another review. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Keep leaving reviews with impressions you want. <laughs> Which is totally fine. Yeah. Um, that works too. But uh, yeah. So anyway, we didn't even introduce the point of that segment. So reaching for the stars is our desperate grab for five star reviews. Uh, On any network and service. Yeah. Fa- anywhere you can give us five stars, iTunes, Facebook, whatever. Um, just uh, rate us five stars. Leave us a review in the comments. We'll read whatever you say. So you can roast us, be funny, whatever you want to do. Um, request impressions like anthony did there and uh and then yeah we'll read it on the air so we're up to 30 something on itunes 31 and 
a healthy chunk on Facebook. Nice. So thank you for all the support. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, I mean we keep we keep there. growing every month, which is really cool. So, um, but uh, and we haven't even been advertising for a couple months yet. No, which is it's, nice. so. Yeah. Um, but yeah, um, Mark Zuckerberg's not getting our money. Yeah. <laughs> Other than that, uh, if you like our sense of humor. Um, then uh, listen to our other podcast called Beer There, Drunk That. It's uh, where we re- review a different craft brewery every month or run of beer or what type of beer or whatever. Um, and uh, it's much more like free form than this show, too. It's just, you know. Yeah. Easily hawking, talking, and walking. Tangent. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> um, there's not a lot of structure to follow, just kind of right. our experience at the brewery and right. then kind of <laughs> bullshitting about our lives a little bit yeah. more and friends and. Yeah, a lot more improv. We have some basic segments that yeah. we forget all the fucking time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you can follow um, or download Beer There, Drunk That. Subscribe to it on the same podcast networks: uh, iTunes, Google Play, uh, Stitcher, all whatever. Of, yeah. uh, our Spreaker got shut down, <laughs> even though nobody listens <laughs> on Spreaker. Did you they, send that? Because they had quota. Yeah, because they had quota limits or some weird oh, shit. Like weird. they want you to pay. So, yeah. um, but um, if you listen, if you're listening to this, it's this wherever you got this. Exactly. It, yeah, it's there. We have a well. lot of people on like these kind of like one-off apps that are like popular in Europe or whatever yeah, too yeah. that I've never heard of, which is cool too. So, um, but uh, yeah. And then obviously tell your friends about probing ancient aliens. Um, we'll be heading to alien con on June 15th. Episode about that too. Um, and for those who don't know, alien con is literally put on by the ancient alien, yeah. by the history it's, channel. Yeah. They own it. And the ancient, like literally they just released the schedule. Um, so if you sign up for their email service, you can see their schedule, just go to their website. Yeah. And it's literally like, all day, it's it's crazy. It's like multiple multiple hours for each of the guys with like autograph signings, and yeah. then multiple hours of like panels. little symposiums and panels. And it, there's literally like 150 topics or something. But I think that that includes all the autograph signings too. So, it's pro- but like still, still over a weekend, a there's probably like 70 panels. Yeah, yeah, it's a lot. And a dealer floor, exactly. Which yeah. that one definitely audio, yeah. maybe some yeah, video. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah. You might see, maybe tune into Instagram and right. and actually some catch us stuff. on some Instagram live wandering oh, yeah. around the floor. Oh yeah, we'll yeah. have little fucking bunny ears or or <laughs> cat ears bunny. or whatever, like little filters on and shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we'll uh, do an unboxing. Yeah. It's here, at Pasadena. Hi guys, thanks for subscribing. It's yeah. like my channel. Yeah, taking a shit yeah. in the <laughs> beautiful Pasadena yeah. convention. Welcome Center. to my channel, Big Titty Girls Shitting. Um, <laughs> banned on that. YouTube every day. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I they keep telling me to go to their like platform, but I refuse. Um, yeah. So anyway, uh, our next episode, however, of Probing Ancient Aliens will be uh, season three, episode ten: Aliens and Evil Places, like my little butthole. Um, so yeah. yeah. Other, Other than, than that. that uh, uh, we're going to fucking cleave our way through these monotits, <laughs> a forest of monotits, and just make some cleavage here. Yeah, like a machete through the, the rainforest. we got to carve a path. And everyone knows Daddy likes that thick back, too. Okay? we got to spice it up. That's all I got. That's just looking at me disappointed. Okay. Cleavage butthole stuff. Bye.